Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, I really can't give away that information for free all the time. I thought they were asking whether they should leave their wife. That too. Well, go to my bookie. Check it out. They'll give you lines on all games. You can bet any sport. It's wonderful. You don't need me to talk to you. The Greek doesn't have to be in your ear all the time. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys. They're your best bet this season. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they will give you an additional $25 free play on any deposit over $100. You can use promo code MIZ25. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take advantage of this extra 25 bucks. You play, you win, you get paid. Take it from the Greek. My bookie is the way to go. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Lock deep near side. Jamon Moore. It's a foot race. 82 yards. Touchdown, Missouri. Boy, look at Crockett run. It's his fourth touchdown run of the day. This is the Mazodcast. Howdy, Tiger fans. This is the Mazodcast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. Joining me, as always, is the president of the Run It on 3rd and 2 fan club, Colin Anthony. What's up, dum-dums? And Barry Odom's real estate agent, Caleb Bungard. Hello, children. Obviously, uh, we're recording this Sunday night, as we always do when there is a Missouri crushing defeat, which means we've we've had a few uh, Sunday night shows this year because uh, Missouri lost this football game after winning it for 60 minutes, 15 to 14. It was the worst thing in a long time. How long has it been since you've been crushed like that? I don't know. By this sports team or just by well, any sports team? It's something I was going to ask you about, Colin. Correct me if I'm wrong because my memory's a little spotty. I think in past shows you might have mentioned having been a Kansas City Chiefs football fan. Yeah. Yeah. Once or twice. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like, I've seen a lot of crushing defeats. I mean, that is their specialty for most of your life is to crush your fucking soul. Well, thank God for Patrick Mahomes because I would be suicidal at this point uh, based on what Mizzou did to me yesterday. Well, I was going to say that. Where does this rank up in, in the pantheon of all of your sports well, teams? Well, I was actually t- thinking about that. Like, it's hard to – I mean, I remember watching the Nebraska game where the uh, guy kicked it to another player for a touchdown, and we right. lost. Yeah, I was and, at that uh, game, yeah, I remember it well. And I remember, obviously, losing to Georgia in the end of the game, but that wasn't really a crushing defeat like this. This this feels worse than all of them, but I feel like it's maybe it's just because it just happened. But I feel like I, this is as miserable as I've ever been. It's not Tyus Edney bad. It's bad. Ooh, boy, mm-hmm. nothing's Tyus Edney bad. Well, and we talked about this. Fucking Eric Graham. 
Instagram. <laughs> we talked about this on Twitter after the game that uh, every generation of Tiger fans, they're required to have one soul-crushing game. And there were a lot of people who said, well, yeah, but the game in 2013, whatever, a bag it dropped off the field goal, missed the field goal. I'm like, give me a break. That that was a horrible loss. Get me, Don't get me wrong. But we went on to win the SEC East that year. You know what I mean? Like, you get over well, it when you're good. Not, not only that, kickers miss kicks sometimes. What you don't do is blow a lead like that with under five minutes. Oh, under huh? two minutes. Let's. I mean, that third and Hunt two. return at, for a kick. I mean, should we go through it? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I think we can buzz through the first half because it was a tale of two halves. The end of the first half, and I think our voicemails will reflect this. Sadly, it's crushing to listen to. We played pretty damn well. And for 60 minutes, the defense played fucking great football. Well, I will say this. For the second time this season, we had a field goal kick blocked. Right. Which is uh, inexcusable. It is. Uh, return. Wait. I'll tell you what. One of the things I didn't hear or see in a lot of on Twitter in in those rageful, rageful tweets that everybody's firing around is like, this is the worst half of football. The second half that is that our offensive line has played. Oh, it was a laughable circus of a bad. I mean, like we did not get a first down in the entire fucking. That second Allen half. kid had two strip sacks. That Allen kid's going to go in the first round because of that game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he had two strip sacks. We got on both of them. But Drew Locke was under pressure. They couldn't open holes. They, they, they played their worst half of football. This offensive line, who has played so well. And this here's the thing that drives me fucking nuts. Is this just like, well, it's like since the entire Barry Odom era and the late Pinkle era where it's like one side of the ball plays so well, all they need is just a mediocre performance on the other side of the ball to win the game. And we can't even provide a mediocre offense. We have to have a tragically horrific offense. It, I mean... God, just just fucking one first down wins this game. Bleeds off enough clock. He'll never get a better opportunity to be big in a big game. Social media was all over that. I mean, it was – I thought the South Carolina game provided an example of this is when big-time quarterbacks make big-time plays and take their teams to victory, and he didn't do it, obviously. I mean, Tucker McCann bailed him out with a 57-yard kick. It wasn't good enough because the defense folded. But Kentucky, this was a more crystal clear thing to ruin that narrative. All you have to do is do it once against a big team, number 12 in the country. This was that time, and he failed on every single level. For Drew Locke, for this offensive line, for the this team, I'm not going to say the defense because until the last play or last series where they let – Terrible Kentucky quarterback throw for 87 yards on the final drive. They played really well, but this was an exercise in shape. I mean, I know we joke about it all the time. You have know, a hot dog water, and they shit down both legs. And Hot like, dog water. I mean, it is. Mizzou's, Mizzou, if Mizzou has a family crest, it's the guy blowing his fucking toe off, and we did it. And sometimes the ball just bounces wrong. Sometimes somebody kicks the ball to another player, and they get a touchdown. Sometimes you get a bad call. Yeah, sometimes – crazy things happen like oh a ball bounces off somebody's helmet and lands on lands into your opponent's hands and like it just sometimes the other down. team gets five downs sure but this is one of the circumstances where third and two barry odom decides to throw the ball stop the clock kentucky doesn't save them a timeout time saves them a timeout saves them a timeout if he runs it there and we don't get the first down we punt kentucky has to burn that timeout and when therese hall makes that beautiful sack with 15 seconds to go game over they can't stop the clock that's it. Therese Hall just ended the game, a fucking hero. Right. You know, they, they, they tear down the goalpost. They carry Therese Hall off the field on their shoulders. But no, because Barry Odom's an unexplainable decision to pass for some reason. Is it Barry or Dooley on that? Does, I don't know. It doesn't matter. They're both married to each other. They both. Well, I mean, t- if Dooley made the call and Barry let it happen, 
then fuck Barry and Dooley. I don't know. I mean, or if Barry made it, fuck Barry. I, it is 101 remedial football to run the ball in that situation. Remedial. It single-handedly lost us the game. As bad as Drew Locke's offense was, as bad as the running game was in the second half, everything you just mentioned, if we'd have done that on that final drive, we win that game because one of two things happens. Either Stoops doesn't use his final timeout, which is possible because Stoops showed during that game he's willing to do crazy weird shit himself. I mean, he didn't make it on three cons- three straight fourth downs. You know, the defense was amazing. He could have let us bleed timeout. In that case, we go on and win the game. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Because they don't have enough time to march down the field. If he does use that timeout, just as you described, Hall makes a sack. They don't have enough time to go for it in the end zone. They call that timeout with 15 seconds left after the sack. They got two more plays after that timeout. They were granted two plays by Barry Odom, two extra plays to win this game. And I'll tell you what, I almost wish that that play, last play in the end zone where we received, AC, received pass interference, and it was clear the guy was all over him and grabbed his helmet, and it should have been offensive pass pass interference. I'm almost wishing that didn't happen because it almost allows a cop-out for the team is how bad they fucked up this game because people can complain about the refs. The refs didn't fuck this game up. We fucked this game up bigger than shit. They did fuck that play up. They did, but we should have never been in that situation to begin with. We had at least a dozen opportunities to win that game, put it away. Like, we came out of of halftime with a 14-3 lead and the ball. When and didn't get a first down the entire second half of the two, game. You kick two field goals in the second half, you win that game. That's all you have to do, two field goals. And imagine if we hadn't got a kick blocked. Guys, imagine when AC intercepted that horrific pass by the Kentucky's horrific quarterback that we made look decent. He catches that pass under two minutes to go. We should win the fucking game. And, of course, we get a stupid block in the back penalty that uh, puts us back at the 19. But even then, we should get a fucking first down. And also, guess what? We were getting three or four yards fucking a play running the ball. You know what I mean? Like, it was – we were – it was fourth and one every single time. I mean, if I'm Barry, and as bad as the offense was in that four, fucking third and fourth quarter, 
one of those fourth and ones, maybe go for it. You know what I mean? Maybe fucking do something to spark that team. He didn't do it. He punted every fucking time. But we were, it wasn't like it was third and 19s every time. We were fucking close. Have some confidence in your running backs and run the fucking ball. Don't pass. The moment I knew we were going to lose this game was when we punted and they ran it back for a touchdown. Like that is the ultimate bad thing that could happen. It takes no time off the clock and they immediately get a touchdown. Worst case scenario. Yeah. I felt like somebody tied me to a telephone pole and was just, driving a golf cart with a giant spike towards my balls. And I just had to sit there. It's a really slow golf cart, but I just have to watch it zoom towards me. And eventually it's going to stab me in my genitals. And that's exa- ultimately what happened. And a also, golf cart with a spear on the front jammed me in my genitals. It, it's exactly what it was. And it was bad for more reasons than I, I mean, it's layers of bad. Like you said, it took no time off the clock. They got a score. It also came off of a fantastic defensive stop when Kentucky needed to score and couldn't. Yep. They were forced to punt. And then our defense late in the fourth quarter, is forced to go right back on the field, completely demoralized because of what just happened, and tired. And they just did what they were fucking supposed to do, and look what special teams did. And like you said, that this was after we had a blocked field goal. I mean, the fucking special teams, disasters. Yeah, a blocked field goal and a punt run back. That's and listen, so fucking and, Missouri. And listen, not to harp on the refs, but on that uh, that P.I. call that was terrible, the ball wasn't even catchable. You know what I mean? Like they like yeah. should have been waved off because the ball was out of bounds and not catchable. Yeah. You know, the PIs only happen if the ball is catchable. It was, yeah. it was an all around SEC official shitty yeah. call of the week. But yeah. the and thing they is, make some pretty shitty calls. We, yeah, it doesn't just happen in Missouri. If you watch the SEC, it, the SEC officiating is. Uh, it's abysmal. It, it's horrific. And I mean, I'm looking at the SEC, what the fucking job mean they gave to LSU with that horrible targeting penalty and how they refuse in two weeks of this Alabama LSU game, which is going to be a huge game to get that player off of the hook who didn't make a targeting. He's still going to miss that first half. Every day that goes by the SEC doesn't revoke that is a fucking crime. And that's just, that's not us. You know, they, they've committed a million crimes against us including that fucking P.I. But I just can't talk about the refs right now because we fucked ourselves so bad. It's on that, Barry. It's, that's a bad, bad loss on Barry Odom. It's on nobody but Barry. Not, it's not even on Drew Locke. And it, it, here's where I am with Drew Locke right now. I mean, the whole narrative about him is true, and he seems like a nice young man, and I wish him well. That's all I want to say about him because I'm fucking – that's where I am, you know. Good you know for you. Good luck. Bad. I kept thinking about it. You know, we've got Drew Locke, a potential Heisman guy, the last couple of years, done that. all this. But you know what? I'd trade him for Brad Smith in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was thinking that's exactly right. This Missouri team has not had a consistent offense. I'm not talking about good, great, or otherwise consistent since James Franklin ran this team. Well, because what um, Matty Mock had some decent times, but he was the most erratic quarterback to ever strap him on. And Drew Locke has never had a consistent offense. He's always faltered when we played get big. He's never yeah, won a big game. A, I, I it's, wanted, it's been I wanted, since I so th- badly wanted to love Drew Locke. Yeah. Oh, we've tried more than anybody. Yeah, we, we have we have overlooked it to, for so long. And he made is, excuses, made excuses, made yeah, excuses. What Drew Locke is a guy with a tremendous arm talent who is not very good at playing quarterback. He's just okay. It's I just mean, like he's I said. Not bad. He's just okay. He's the guy that wins the long drive contest, but can't golf in the tournament because he yeah. he can't he doesn't have a complete game. You know what I mean? But everybody likes to gather around when he's smacking them four hundred yards. You know what I mean? But but that's all he can do. He, I'm I'm predicting a Blaine Gabbert s career in the NFL. Well, if there's one thing I know about the NFL, they don't care about anything you did in college. They care about your measurables, and he's got all the measurables, and he looks great. 
you know, in a uniform and on the highlight reels. And so he'll get a shot. But I agree. I think that uh, when push comes to shove, if he's not, if he can't pick up on fast defenses in college, he ain't going to do it in the NFL. He can't make bad receivers look good like some guys can. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's had a lot of bad breaks, too. I mean, he's had some of the most frustrating receivers in the history of college football. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time. But Aaron Rodgers throws to that guy and he fucking catches it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's, it's, you can't blame it all on that. You know what I mean? Like, you can't blame it on Emmanuel no. Hall being I out. Mean, you can't. Don't be wrong. He's gotten some huge drops thrown at him, but he is, he has underperformed consistently underperformed every time. In any, in any game that really had any gravity. Yeah. Well, you it's know? kept Mizzou from ever having a meaningful game because every time yeah. we get, it, all anybody's talked about is Mizzou looks like they're on, they're ready to turn a corner, ready to turn a corner. We never, turn the fucking corner and that's what's frustrating because we have this talent that is capable of beating kentucky beating south carolina and giving georgia a damn good game and making it close but none of these opportunities ever translate into wins ever and now we're looking down the barrel of getting slaughtered by florida giving tennessee maybe a close game arkansas i mean these teams are playing better there's nobody on the schedule that says that i think we can beat i mean we can we can win those games but Look at what we're doing. I don't know that we will win any of them. No, it's going to be tough. I mean, got four games coming, and they're they're not going to uh, be favored in probably any of them. Listen, I don't know if Barry's going to get shit canned. I think the the season will determine that beyond this game. But if I feel like if Barry would have won this game, he gets another season guaranteed. Guaranteed, he beats a top. T- it's a signature win. He beats a yeah. top fifteen program. He's five and three and on the verge of going to a bowl for the second consecutive year. Everything points to things moving in the right direction. He loses this game. And I think you're going to hear these voicemails. No one likes him. He's no longer popular, a kid in school. I mean, he granted the fans are the first to scream for everybody's head, but these are the games that get guys fired. You know what I mean? Like when guys do get fired, they don't get fired immediately after, but these are the things you point to the Kentucky well, game. In the second half, did you guys think the play calling got, Markedly conservative. Did you notice that? I think they thought that. I didn't feel like it was that. I think they thought at some point that Kentucky couldn't score an offensive touchdown. I I agree. I think that's right. And I think that, yeah, we didn't, we stopped trying to score ourselves. I think we were just trying to milk clock. And you just knew what was going to happen when we do that shit. It's going to get midway through the fourth quarter and then something's going to happen and shit's going to get real. And that's where the, punt return came in that's what happened we they returned yeah. the thing for a touchdown it's a five-point lead and shit got real and uh yeah. it was almost like they thought if they threw an interception or fumbled it's the only way tennessee or i mean kentucky was ever going to score a touchdown and kentucky did look so bad i was just waiting for them to cough up a ball and if they had that would have been the game because we couldn't rely on the offense but you know they they looked bad on offense but they didn't cough up the ball until the very end, it didn't seem to matter because we gave it right back after that interception. But there have been a lot of games where I felt really shitty afterwards. And like you said, Colin, I don't know if it's the recency bias of it just being yesterday, but it felt as bad as any of them. I think because we just took defeat from the jaws of victory in such an inexplicable... And it happened so quickly. Embarrassing. It, was, it wasn't like it was over time. It happened... I cooked a steak and we lost the game. <laughs> yeah. And it was so foreseeable. You could see what was going to happen. You can see, and then you get to this Golf feeling where you spike. Yeah, well, here's what it feel, feels like to me when Mizzou plays football under Barry Odom. We look at the options that could happen late in the game and there's nine ways we win and one way we lose. And as the minutes tick down, the ways we can win keep disappearing, disappearing, disappearing until that only one way we could possibly lose is the only option. 
and we lose. And, and it's just like, just, at some point, you're like, this was the least likely scenario, yet it happens. He's like, I can't remember what he, his explanation yeah. was like, oh, well, they were going to stop the clock one way or the other or something like that. I'm like, yeah. it was dumb because it doesn't what? make sense. What are you, shut up. What are you talking about, you're man? You're trying to get rid of everybody's timeout. So yeah. It's like, part of the game. You know, it, it, it's indefensible and inexcusable, and he didn't have an answer for it, so he just babbled. I mean, that because well, his strategy was wrong. Uh, yeah. you, you feel for a guy in that position who's made such a huge, massive public error, and then his job afterwards is immediately to go into a microphone and tell you why he did something that was unbelievably I have, bad. I have no Thoughtless. sympathy for somebody who claims to be a professional football coach making that decision. No, but I mean, I just, you know, when you fuck up at work, and I'm sure you do it constantly, you don't immediately have to go on camera and explain why you did something remarkably stupid. I've never done something that stupid at my job before. Well, that's probably And I've done a lot of stupid stuff, Brennan. But nothing to that level. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I mean, Nothing like that. Here's what I'm thinking. We're building this awesome, amazing. Brendan, I've never had a fireable offense. Like that call, that was a fireable offense. Oh, and, and I think that, like I said, here's what we know about Jim Stark. He fired Kim Anderson. He gave him three years, and he waited till the end of the season to do it. Jim Stark is never going to fire Barry Odom in this season. That's no, a guarantee. Nor should he. Nor should he. It, it would be a stupid thing to do. But people got to remember – he was on the hot seat last year. We lost five, six straight games in a row. People were calling for Barry's head. That only got eradicated after we went on this winning streak that is looking more and more and more like a mirage because we got to play so many bad teams in a row. He's back on the hot seat. How many years in a row can we be at on the verge of this before the athletic director's like, hmm, you know what, maybe I want to hire a coach people don't want to burn at the stake. Well, it just makes decisions that aren't grounded in reality. Yeah, I mean, I just... Does this not feel like basketball, though? You know, hire the true son, let him have three years. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, find we've some, talked about that. else at the end of those and be done. And Barrios' defense, he's had more more success than Kim Anderson. He, did. he, he does, and he's got more to work with than Kim Anderson had. That's but, true. But it does feel like that. It's like, yeah. get, rid of a, get rid of a coach, hire a true son, make some people happy, and then move mm-hmm. on from that. It well, feels like basketball. Yeah, it does. And it, and honestly, it's starting to feel like, you know, Barry Odom was a Mac Rhodes hire. And I'm starting to feel like, you know, get rid of Barry Odom and close the door on the entire Mac Rhodes era. Let Jim Sterk have his own fresh guy. And yeah. so let's start anew because the True Son thing, as great of a romance novel as that would have written if any other of those guys had done well, it ain't happening. So let's go out there and get the best football coach, not the one who loves Mizzou the best. And I think part of this is people are afraid that no one will come to Mizzou. People will come to Mizzou. It's a D1 program in the SEC. Quit crying and whining about nobody being out there. There's oh, going to be somebody just as good as Barry Odom or better. Well, if, people go to Mississippi State. They'll go to Missouri. Yeah, that's if, a good point. If there's some disappointment, like if I, if people are to be believed, this is the first. Barry seems to be good, doing well on the recruiting trail, according to you know those sites. I don't know. But I think people are like, oh, he's finally recruiting, and if we fire him, are all those guys going to go away? I'm like, I don't know. Would he know how to use them if they came? You know what's a good way to get people to not come to your school? Go three and eight. Repeatedly, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So get a guy no, who's not going to go through an SEC any... game. That's a good way to not be bring... desirable. Yeah, you're not going to bring in a lot of five stars whenever you cannot win a game in your own fucking conference. Yeah, ask Kansas. Well, guys, I think we we need to take our first break because we've gone a little long, and we've got the voicemail needs to. We need to preface this. Obviously, we've never received more voicemails. Obviously, they've never been so uh, angry and rageful, <laughs> and uh, the rational discourse will be. Gone from the show, if there ever was any to begin with. We at the voicemail do not stand by everything that the callers say. We're just airing what the people have to say and letting it stand there because people be nuts. Yeah. 
People got their crazy on. Yeah. So, and we're going to let them do it, but uh, don't mistake it for our views. We have our own views, yeah, and they're just not as nuts. The things that are said on these voices. <laughs> That's right. A retweet is not an endorsement. That's, That's right. right. So let's go to our break. Come back. We'll hit the voicemails. This is the Mazodcast. Don't throw that used cell phone away. Sell it to Midmo iFix. Midmo iFix buys and sells used cell phones that include a 30-day warranty. So if you lost your phone overboard, the screen's cracked, or the phone's broken, stop into Midmo iFix and see Kevin. And if you have no use for that old phone, turn it into cash. Midmo iFix, located next to Emo's Pizza on Osage Beach Parkway. 573-694-8795. Midmo iFix. Phones fixed fast. We are back. And this song is Attack of the Raelian Clones. It's by the band One Inch Punch. If you'd like your music played, send it to mazodcast at gmail.com. Guys, it's time for the voicemails. I think we might split them up a little bit because there's a lot of them. And I wanted everybody to hear as many as we could. If you didn't get your voicemail read, I apologize. There's a certain critical mass where it's just hard to even fucking keep track, much less record them and put them on the podcast so uh, we got as many as we could if we are not on there i'm sorry we did what we could but it's time for the voicemails here's the mail it never fails it makes me want to wag my tail when it comes i want to wail well boys it's halftime here in pro field of these jewel of swilling horse fuckers Really thought they were going to put it into us like we're one no, no, of their prize do geldings. But lo and behold, Missouri is going to achieve of these hill people. No. Oh, I w- don't make these calls, guys. Don't get presumptuous. If anything, this should teach you a lesson. Never presume with the Missouri Yeah, don't Tiger. assume Mizzou's going to win anything. One half of football is sometimes all we can muster. One half of football does not a game make. It's halftime. The boys are looking good. No, no, I'm no, no. Feeling good. No. I hope I'm not speaking too soon, but uh, <sighs> maybe do I feel a little uh, sour grapes coming? Oh, don't. Oh, it's his fault. It's his fault. We lost. Don't be like that. Not at halftime. Not at halftime. Oh, torture. Yeah, don't mistake my uh, calmness for sobriety. Let's talk about how fucking stupid somebody else's coach is for once. Going for it on fourth and one on your own 50. No. We've been taking Benny Snell's cock and shoving it down his throat for an entire half. Uh, pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, uh, just wait. For president. I'm Izzy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Those sentiments will change. Will change. Very great again. Yeah. At halftime, the sentiments were much different. That's That's hard to believe. Great job on the halftime adjustments by Odom and Mizzou to uh, ensure that what was working we get totally away from because Kentucky couldn't stop us, but goddamn, we sure can stop ourselves. Great job, boys. It's only a matter of time until Kentucky gets back in this game. Now there is a guy who has watched Mizzou football before. An old soul. So I just woke up. Mizzou's winning 14-3. to Fucking fantastic. Not fantastic. I've been using tips. Pick of the week bullshit. I don't know who that fucking guy is, but he can't pick a winner to save his life. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> Caleb, I uh, I think you didn't make many friends with the uh, picks this week. Yeah, well, fuck him. 
Yeah, I agree. Whoever that guy was, fuck him right in the ass. Yeah, yeah, we may know him or something. I don't know, fuck him. How in the fuck do we run the ball third and two with a minute and what the fuck ever left? How the fuck do we do that? Oh, my God, if we lose this fucking game. Only Missouri could fuck this up. Only Missouri could fuck up a wet dream. Fuck! God damn it, I hate my fucking football game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's right. Um, and I think we're at the point in the voicemails where it's a lot of that rinse and repeat. What the actual fuck? I, this hurts. Like, I physically, my brain hurts. Being in the zoo fan is the worst thing you can ever be in sports. It's worse than being a Cubs fan before they lost, before they finally won a World Series in 110 years. Every single Saturday is getting kicked in the ball repeatedly, over and over and over again. Just when you thought your best friend could have backstabbed you one more time, your best friend is low-key fucking your wife. God damn it. Fuck. I'd say he's fucking your mom. Yeah. And your wife. That's Mizzou. Yeah. Hey, if... They don't fire that cocksucker after this fucking <laughs> of fucking shit show. They got fucking issues. Because this is what I said. They're not going to win a fucking game in conference. What a fucking disaster. And uh, Drew Locke got his leg again. Wow. Big fucking surprise there. What a fucking joke. Why, I, I don't even know why I even get my hopes up for this stupid fucking shit. You know... I can't even be mad at Barry Odom and the Tigers. I should be mad at I myself can. for putting faith in them to conserve that lead. I just, I, I don't even know how I can be surprised by this shit anymore. It's the same shit every week. There is not a single goddamn reason why we should have lost this game. Monday morning papers should read coaching vacancies all around in the Tiger football program. I'm at a loss. I'm also going to blame... Barry Oder for the um, damage done to my liver and kidneys tonight. Oh, yeah, and I would say we got basketball season, but, yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, just like the most Missouri thing ever, John Tate goes down. Oh, fuck college sports. Fuck Barry Odom. Oh. You know, I was watching the game, and I was hoping I'd be calling you guys and saying, you know, really played a complete game in the the defense really did well. We held Kentucky to nine points and came around with a win. And, but the second half, I knew Mizzou was going to Mizzou. And the only shining light is I put money on Kentucky because I knew Mizzou was going to Mizzou. Even though I was like, I will eat my $25 just for a Mizzou win. And they had it. They had it the whole time. You know, I thought maybe this one week I, I could call you guys with some joy and happiness and saying, hey, Barry Odom did it. He finally beat a ranked team, but no. Odom figured out how to take the 12th ranked team, hold them to 15 points, and still lose the fucking game. His ass needs to go. I need to get a better coach. This team has talent, but we're playing like hot garbage. Hot garbage. Defense showed up today, but offense couldn't show up. We can't give a complete performance. I blame the coaches. Time to blow this shit up and start over. M-I-Z. Caleb, I think you can attest to this. Never bet with your heart, even if you're betting against your heart. Stay no, out of those it's games. It's not a good thing. I'm done with the whole coaching staff. Fired them. This is, this is unacceptable. This is absolutely unacceptable. This whole team, that whole game, 
to not to, to run or to throw with two yards to go. So I get like what, one first down, whole second half, unacceptable fire. We need to re, we need to restart. Oh, no first downs. No first downs. None. Barry, None. run the football. Third and two, and you throw the ball. Now <laughs> I'm not a failed coach from Tennessee. I'm not a failed wide receiver coach from the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm not a soon-to-be future fail offensive coordinator for the Mizzou Tigers, but my God, you've got to know to run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. Unbelievable. This loss is not on the defense. The defense actually played well for the first time under Odom. This is 100% on the offense. Drew Locke is a show pony. All he does is put up stats against crappy teams. He can't win big games. I'm not going to say it's 100% on the offense. I'm going to give the coaches a lot of that credit. Absolutely fucking disgusting. The most disgusting. My fucking two-year-old's pissed off. Jesus fucking Christ. She's throwing shit on the ground. I'm fucking throwing shit on the ground. <laughs> fire! If they don't fire Barry Odom, fuck Missouri. I'm not watching another fucking game after this. Fucking bullshit. That kid feels like I feel. Feels like we all feel. <laughs> We've heard a lot of voicemails, and I think that kid sums it up better than anybody. Yeah, that, that, that one's perfect. Hello, this is the witch you call. The reason I won't leave the spirits that are evil from Mizzou football is because Barry Odom won't run the football. It's so bad. And the spirits, <laughs> they tell me this. This is such a fucking stupid decision the spirits say. You cannot stop this. <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. Uh, that Natalie Ganesh? No, was that was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure it was Jennifer Lopez. Big fan, I hear. Yeah, I agree with that guy. <laughs> My phone disconnected before I could finish, and I'm not done bitching yet. Derek Dooley and Walters, they shouldn't even stop in the locker room. They should walk their ass down Stadium Boulevard, get themselves an Uber, and leave the goddamn state of Missouri! My God, the play going on both sides of the ball. Are they drawing plays out of a fucking hat? Ah, it just baffles me, brother. And this kid is fucking 12, and he is, he's calling them out on their poor play calling. I just, I, oh man, it, it baffles me. And I think that performance there, if I'm that Clemson quarterback, and I come to Como and I see that shit, I want no fucking parts at that point where he's got to fucking go. He just ain't going to get it done. Oh, fuck. Well, guys, I, I, I mean, we have to admit, if there is ever a bright side to Mizzou being this b- fucking bad, these voicemails are the bright side. Yeah, I, I would prefer to be playing sour grapes, though. <laughs> That's the truth. Hey, hey, ho, ho, Barry Odom's got to go. Fire his ass. What the hell was that? Hot dog water. Hot dog water. Hot guys, dog. I'm 15 years old. This is too much for me, okay? I don't deserve this. Yeah. I don't deserve this. Oh, uh, you're on the wrong team, pal. Seriously, why would you run? Why would you pass the ball on third and two? Like a rollout pass on third and two that went to absolutely nowhere. Like what the heck? Oh my lord, I'm tired this, of it. This kid's 15. You, you're supposed to win the games that you're supposed to win. Good teams do that, and we're not doing that. 
He, he has no idea. He only goes back to the first game he can probably remember is 2010 or 11. Those are the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, deserve has nothing to do with this. None of us deserve the, uh, the colon scars we have from this team. Yeah. He doesn't remember fucking Brock Olivo being the best player on the goddamn field. Oh boy. <laughs> remember when I said, I hope I'm not speaking too soon about Tower Green? We do. I spoke too fucking soon. Fuck this team. Fuck Barry Odom. Fire them all. Fuck it all. The big season. Oh, the season's going down the drain. Fuck. Being a fucking zoo fan is indescribable. Kentucky's offense did not score a touchdown in 60 minutes of football, and they won this fucking game. That's not you true. Get, it's like it's it, not indescribable. It's unreal. We're it's like finishing that. entire football games and then losing them. I made another team. <laughs> That's true, though. Also, fuck that witch for not dealing with this shit before this crap happens. <laughs> and fuck those refs. That was a fucking... We got jobbed on that call. That was fucking offensive pass interference. M-I-Z. It is describable. It's like that scene in... What is that movie with Brad Pitt and... Uh, the, the Head in the Box? Yeah. Seven. Seven, yeah. And one of the people that dies, dies by getting like... Fucked with like a dild or like yeah, a strap on made of yeah, like razor blades. Stuff, yeah. It's like that. Yeah. That, that, that one over there. You know, I've got one. <laughs> oh yeah. shit, you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caleb's sex dungeon. They're in the sex yeah, dungeon. Right again. Next to the sex sling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I've got uh, news for you. That was half of the voicemails that we we're going to play. <laughs> um, so you want to take a breather from the voicemails and do a little Kansas sure. news? Yeah, let's do some Kansas news. Let's do a little Kansas news. We'll come back to the voicemails. Maybe a dog will rape somebody and make a smile this yeah. week. Yeah, no kidding. I was heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas. Sunshine, sunflowers, sons of bitches. Kansas sheriff to resign after admitting to selling a gun to a felon. Sure. A Kansas sheriff will resign his position after he pleaded guilty to a federal firearm crime, officials say. Ness County Sheriff Brian Whipple of Ness City pleaded guilty on Monday to one count of knowingly selling a gun to a person who was prohibited under federal law from possessing a firearm. Whipple agreed in a plea deal to resign as sheriff and surrender his law enforcement certificate from the Kansas Commission of Peace Officers Standards and Training. Both parties will recommend that Whipple be sentenced to probation, according to U.S. Attorney Stephen McAllister. Hold on a second. Colin, you remember a guy named Tom Beale? Yeah, U.S. Attorney Tom Beale. Sure. Who's the Stephen McAllister character? This is Tom Beale's know. job. Did we lose Tom Beale? I mean, honestly, how, how long can a guy do that job? You know, like I don't. deal with Kansas people. Uh, we'll have to look into it. Whipple admitted in his plea that he arranged to sell a 45 caliber pistol and ammunition to a man he knew was a convicted felon. Whipple was arrested by the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, an organization that I'm still shocked exists, in December on suspicion of perjury, making false information, criminal distribution of firearms to a felon, and official misconduct. He $211 was, is $211. <laughs> that's right. He was arrested again in January after allegedly contacting a person associated with this initial case. When Whipple was charged in April, he defended his actions, saying he should not be fired as the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun sold to him by a good guy is the same good guy with more guns he has not yet sold. <laughs> so That's a mouthful. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But the, uh, apparently they didn't buy it. Stephen McAllister named new U.S. attorney for the District of Kansas. Oh, weird. How about that? Stephen McAllister, a distinguished professor of law at the University of Kansas, and to be a distinguished professor of law, you simply have to be a professor of law. 
he was sworn in Thursday as a U.S. attorney in the District of Kansas. The uh, private ceremony took place on KU's campus, according to a press release, and was administered by U.S. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. McAllister, a law professor, was nominated by Donald Trump and confirmed by the Senate in September. U.S. Attorney McAllister will oversee a staff of 100, including 50 attorneys working from Topeka, Wichita, and Kansas City, Kansas. He replaces now former interim U.S. Attorney Tom Beal, who has served in that role since 2016. And he'll be missed. I yes, mean, he, sure, he really will. Did it say where this guy got his law degree? The Ho Chi Minh Trail School of Law? Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> from the American Samoa School Arts. of Law. Yeah, it was the University of American Samoa Law School. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> well, the same place Saul Goodman got his <laughs> That's from. right. He says, I am honored to serve. I know this will be the most difficult and disturbing role I'll ever have in my career. It damn near killed Tom Beale, and we all owe him a debt of gratitude for dealing with all those depraved maniacs that we call our fellow Kansas citizens. In December, McAllister told told the journal world that he will be taking unpaid leave from KU and he plans to return to teaching once his federal job is over. His teaching subjects at KU have included constitutional law, federal civil rights law, and local meth and sex slave litigation. Is he going to be able to persecute minorities as well as Tom Beale and other Donald Trump appointments? The only thing that slowed Tom Beale down was the lack of minorities in Kansas. <laughs> you know how, fellas, we don't like to get too political on this. This is a sports show. We don't want to alienate people. This is not a show no. about politics. If you'll excuse me, there's a little piece of Kansas news here, and it's a bit political. Is that all right with you, fellas? Yeah, I mean, as long as it's not too political, because I'm a pretty hardcore right-wing conservative, and I get—I don't like getting, you know, you guys making fun of me. Sure, sure, and I know you don't like hearing things that you don't agree with. Sure. I don't watch the news for information, Brennan. I watch it for affirmation. That's right. Well, here's the story. It's political. Hold your seats. Kansas bird lovers oppose stray cat ordinance proposal. <laughs> A, pro- button. <laughs> a proposed Wichita ordinance that would make it easier for residents to maintain feral cat colonies is ruffling the feathers of some city bird lovers. The Animal Control Advisory Board proposed an ordinance that would set policies allowing residents to establish care for colonies of stray and feral cats at their home and business. The cats would be trapped, spayed, neutered, vaccinated, and released back to the community to a caregiver who would be responsible for food, water, shelter, and veterinary care. Wichita Audubon Society President Tom Ewart told the board last week that the ordinance would be bad for birds and other wildlife. It's documented that cats kill up to 40 birds a year, and if 8 or 12 cats, that's unlimited number of birds that are killed. That's not unlimited, that's just multiplication, really. <laughs> if, it, if one 12. kills 40, then you you know, times that by 8 or 12, you fucking what idiot. Is, what, is, what is he the head of? What association? Uh, that would be the Wichita Audubon Society. What is that? What is that? What it's is a bird-watching society. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was like the, program, the Audubon Colin. was like that German highway, and he was like stoked about it because he meant he going to hit more cats on the road. <laughs> like, no, that's uh, not at all it. Uh, Ewart said that the board members primarily consulted with the group Friends of Felines when making their decisions, and the board's leadership didn't call others for input. Now there's some conspiracy going on, Mm -hmm. controversy. Resident Richard Ruth also expressed concern for the board favoring cat backers. This has got Pelosi written all over it. uh, This is a big one. I know it's shocking. Having the friends of felines being the primary person to give guidance on the issue with ferals, it's kind of limiting where you can go with this. Opening it to other voices, maybe you'll be able to arrive at something that's a little more workable. The board is expected to finish soon. Cat wackos and bird nut jobs will square off on November 28th. I want to see that. Yeah, that's important stuff. This is a big, you know, there's a governor up for uh, election, but let's worry about these cats and birds. (laughs) 
This was a big one, guys. I think you'll remember this story from last week. We have an update, as we always do, because we're intrepid reporters. Stolen colon update. Oh, what? They found it? KU Cancer Center offers $1,000 reward. The- oh, that's a bullshit reward. I know of some fucking dog that's been lost for like eight years that they're offering three grand for. <laughs> They'll never find that dog. No. Uh, that no. dog is dead. Yeah. Dead. That the- dog is a pile of fur and bones under a cedar tree somewhere. There is no way that thing is alive. Never coming back again. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Solid reports that that thing ran off. Okay, well, that's unrelated. The, the University of Kansas Cancer Center says there's a new $1,000 available for anyone who comes forward with information that leads to the return of a giant inflatable colon. The traveling colon, a public awareness tool valued at $4,000, was stolen from a pickup truck on October 18th and belongs to the Colon Cancer Coalition. So they're offering $1,000 for something that's worth $4,000. Does anybody else see the flaw in this logic or economics? Uh, yeah. They should offer $4,500, and the guy who <laughs> stole it might bring it back. Colorectal cancer screening is the most powerful weapon we have against colorectal cancer. All right, guys. I think they're getting so much traction out of the stolen colon that uh, you know they all they want to do is pump every article and tell you about colorectal cancer. Enough with colorectal cancer. Tell us about this balloon. It says this 150-pound, 10-foot-long inflatable colon was a great conversation starter. It still is, apparently. The American Society for Gastroenterology donated Great on first dates. <laughs> donated the reward money for the stolen colon. Police suspect that they should have answers soon as $1,000 is more money than most Kansans have seen in a lifetime and the thieves likely just used the inflatable colon as a sex den and toilet, moved on, and dumped the oversized turd tube on the grounds of whatever trailer park cesspool they call home. And I think that's true. Yeah, spot on. Hashtag colon's army. Yeah. <laughs> stolen colon's army. All right, Caleb... I know the answer to this question. I don't want to ask it, given the state we're already in here in Mizzou football land, but what happened with Kansas football this week? Well, Kansas did play football. They played TCU, and they uh, they won 27-26. to 26. They still get that. I don't care that they won. I believe they're 3-33 and 33 yeah. over the last 36 games. In so the David Beatty the era. wins came this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I don't want to rub salt in the wound, but they have one fewer win than we do right now. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. But mm-hmm. we've got uh we've got two more wins than Nebraska still. Mm-hmm. They played uh, Bethune Cookman this weekend. <laughs> Why don't we schedule a Bethune Cookman? I know. I'd like to play the guys at Copper Chef. Yeah. We'd lose that. All right, fellas. This has been I hope it's cheered you up a little bit. This has been Kansas News. Well, we want to take our final break of the day and tackle some more of those voicemails. Sure. All right, let's do it. This is the Mazzotcast. What's up, dum-dums? It's your good friend Colin here. And I'm here to talk to you today about something deadly serious. I know usually I'm a prankster and a jokester, but the topic I'm about to talk to you about is more serious than just about anything I can imagine, and that is the majesty and delicious taste of Schlafly beer. Schlafly is created by the St. Louis Brewery, Missouri's largest locally owned independent brewery. Every year they pump out over 50 unique styles of beer for you and I to enjoy. And we're so proud to have Schlafly beer as a Mazadcast sponsor. So if you want to be a true Mazadcast fan, a true Missourian and a true American, buy you some Schlafly beer and get blackout, piss drunk, responsibly. Schlafly beer.
are back. This song is called White Masher. It's by the band Von Carr. Again, send your music into Mazodcast at gmail.com. We'll get it on the Mazodcast. We uh, chewed through half of the voicemails earlier, and I think we owe it to the listeners to play uh, some more of those suckers because people were upset. And I don't know about you, but it makes me feel better to know that other people are hurting as badly as I hurt. I feel better from the misery and pain of others. Schadenfreude? Is that what they call that? I think you nailed it. All right, let's get to the next one. What the fuck just happened? (laughs) Yeah, a lot of breathing and cursing. It's going to be... Sound like the beginning of a metal song. Yeah, it's some of the songs we've received to play in the breaks. Yeah, this is Jake Cohen from New Jersey. I'm a student. I've been calling first time just to say how disgusted I am in that fucking performance. Absolutely disgusted. Worst coaching performance I've seen in, in 30 years. I swear if, if Barry Odom is coaching this team next year, is he 30 I will not old? watch another single game. If Barry Odom is coaching the zoo, I will not watch another game of this program. I swear to God. Throwing the ball on third and two? You gotta make them use their final timeout. What is he, a moron? What is he, an absolute moron? And how about the fact that we were running the ball in the entire second half? We didn't get a, a, a first down in the second half, and we're scoring 38 points a game? I know it's a decent defense, but you gotta throw the goddamn ball. You can't play scared like you're playing, like you're afraid to lose the game when it's early in the third quarter. Absolutely pathetic. And don't even get me started on that pass interference call that was clearly offensive pass interference that they called defensive pass interference. That was fucking insanity. But, hey, it's Mizzou football, so what else do you expect but to get screwed by the rest? Now, again, Barry Odom sucks. This Play calling was terrible. You need to let your luck throw the ball in the second half. Live and die by your luck. Can't just fucking run the ball and be afraid. And then at the end of the game, you do the exact opposite and throw the ball. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. The most obvious play call I've ever seen. I was really calling out. You can ask, you know, the people I was watching the game with, even though I guess that's impossible. You don't know. And I was literally calling out our plays before they're happening. Literally. I'd be like, oh, here comes the screen. Boom, screen. It was terrible. It was obvious that we are losing that game because we got conservative. Barry Odom needs to go. I'm done with this program. I'm officially done. This killed me. This did it. Good night. There's one thing I know about Mizzou fans. It's they love to declare that they're done, and then they come back for more punishment, like a battered yep. spouse. If we if we go over in the SEC, I'm buying a fucking houndstooth hat and a goddamn crimson T-shirt. That's just more resilient, Brennan, than, than the human rectum and Mizzou fans. That's true. Yeah, it's it's very elastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's miserable. And it, we mentioned before we went on the air, we do have a live show on November 8th, and Mizzou loves to make sure no one attends. They yep. love to zap yep. enthusiasm for our team. Yep. And if I get another fucking, fucking report over... Fucking why we should keep fucking Odom when everybody leaving the fucking stadium is saying fire fucking Odom and everybody knows how shit of a fucking coach but gave fucking Dion and, and fucking TJ goddamn mo that fucking douchebag expect him to be a fucking head coach for another fucking four years is the same thing we did with that shitty ass fucking Smith coach that drained that fucking program. Fuck, I, oh, fuck TJ Mo. Fuck Dave DeArmon on the reason why we should keep fucking Barry Odom. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Oh, God. 
Turn it on the press. I, lo- I love how every time someone says TJ Moe, they call him a douchebag. It's just so synonymous anymore <laughs> that you can't say one without the other. You know, guys, I'm a little uncomfortable having those sorts of things said about our colleagues and peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shouldn't do that. We shouldn't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> there is no excuse to keep Odom as a coach. There is literally no fucking excuse. And the penalties were shit, yes. But... When you can't even have a fucking team that can't finish a game ever and can't even beat a fucking Power 5 fucking team, fuck Odom and his bullshit. I've been a season ticket holder. I'm no longer going to do that shit. So if y'all want some fucking tickets, you guys have my number, and I'll give you my goddamn seat. Fuck Odom and his bullshit fucking coaching. He's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck him. Every fucking year. You know why guys don't go to the fucking Mizzou games anymore? Because we're expected of this bullshit every fucking time. Fuck him. Fuck. God. Yeah, see, this is the point where it's like uh, we can't endorse everything being said because uh, we've just, well, it's, it's going to get better. We need you to buy those season tickets. <laughs> uh, it's going to get better. What a dick fuck cock in the butt. <laughs> see, that's good stuff. Yeah, I like that. We'll use that. Fucking hot dog water. Hot dog water. Well, I just got back to the tailgate from the game. That was about the most ball-crushing loss, like, <laughs> the worst way you can probably imagine. Fucking losing these fucking horse fuckers and cousin fuckers. They fuck their their horses or their cousins and fuck them. Goddamn it, Barry. Bleed the fucking clock. What the fuck are you doing? He's so demoralized he can't even commit to his horse well, fucking or child fucking. remember they fuck horses or their cousins. It's both. <laughs> That's the right the answer. answer. It's both. Both. Okay, I called earlier. I was the one who was talking about how in the fuck do we throw the ball third and two with like a minute 20, whatever the fuck, and we don't run off more of the clock. Make them use that timeout. Either way, whatever. I'm in real estate. I'm an investor. Everyone listening to this, stop investing your time and your emotion in this fucking team. Just cut ties. Missouri is getting to a dark place. Always will fucking be a letdown. Opioids. Football team. God fucking damn it. I wish it weren't the case. But we're never gonna get a, we're never gonna have a team in my fucking lifetime. I'm 30. That could possibly even come close to winning a national title. Just don't even waste your time if you're new to this. If you're not new to this, you're probably not gonna listen. But god damn it, don't waste your time. Fuck bullshit. You can see these voicemails were coming in when people were in a pretty dark place. Yeah, well you know, you can't, you almost, I don't know. As an adult Mizzou fan, and me and Caleb both have children, it's there is a certain, you know, I don't want my kids to be Mizzou fans in a way because I don't want them to feel this. I don't you know let I mean? my like, kid watch the game. Like, my kid, my child has not watched a game. It's watched basketball. Like I don't blame but. people. They're like I. It's like it's like watching Mizzou football games is like hardcore, barely legal pornography. Like dad watches it, but he's not gonna let his kids. And yeah. I feel like they, the same way about Mizzou football because I don't want them to be see something so disturbing. That's an. End. Pornograph, just hardcore barely league porno and f- Mizzou football are both very disturbing things to watch. For very children. Disturbing. Yeah, children shouldn't see it. I got a, I got a feeling we got an analogy of the year candidate just there, Colin. Mizzou, f- Mizzou football and hardcore barely league porno. Both not safe for children. I think you seriously gotta start considering how far Drew Locke falls in the draft now. Cause he pisses down his leg every time he faces SEC play. That's why he wears yellow pants. Won't matter. 
I had to also shout out the defense for a fucking amazing game that just got wasted. And then also just say, like, Barry's fucking gone. It's not just that he loses games, it's that he loses games in such a way that it just rips the soul out of every Mizzou fan. Like, South Carolina, McCann, comeback story of all time, hits a fucking 57-yarder in a hurricane to put us up, and then we fucking lose that game. This fucking one, we lose after the game is over. I just, there are no <laughs> That's like, a good point. Hashtag yeah, we found a way to lose after the game was over. Hey guys, That's pretty it's, impressive. Uh, your friend Will in St. Louis just calling to say I'm just really disappointed. And you know what? Fuck this team with a big giant horse cock. Right? <laughs> Probably been about an hour now, and it just still still just really hurts, like all over. Just the general area of everywhere on my body just feels awful right now. Just my soul slowly dragged from my body as I as I watched us just like the fourth quarter. You like you felt it. You knew you could feel it start to happen. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. And then the punt the punt return it was fucking over at that point. Like it was fucking over. It didn't matter like what was gonna happen. It was fucking over. Also. Another little fun thing that happened, got the fucking pop-up on my phone that said, final score, 14-9, Mizzou wins. And I thought my stream was slow, so I thought we fucking won. No, no, no. It was, we fucking, ugh, yeah, my <laughs> So demoralized. Yep. It's my fucking Sucking, dog-chipping, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, funny-legged, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! Hallelujah! Holy shit! <laughs> no uh, movie scene problem. Is that Chevy Chase? That was Chevy. Christmas yeah. vacation, yeah. I think it does reflect the attitude of Missouri fans at that moment. Jelly of the month will piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Odom and Jelly of the month. <laughs> Fellas, uh, we got 10 voicemails left. I say we, uh, hit the SEC around the horn and then we get, we finish up with the, uh, the last of the mega voicemail episode of the Mazodcast. Sounds good. We, we, we break our bread at Waffle House. Our teams are pretty good. We even play some basketball when Jesus says we should. So pour a little bourbon and repeat right after me. Build a church for Saturdays and call it SEC. Jesus loves football. Tom, why don't you fire up that fine bot? Nick Saban. Nick Saban. <sighs> I guess other teams played football this weekend. Yeah, the Paul Feinbot said he if he could have picked no one to win this game, he would have. You're right. Because, you know, Kentucky, Missouri, I mean, if, if there's some way that both teams could have lost, that would have really made it sweet. You're right about that. Yeah, there was some other football played, some terrible football, but football was played. Yeah, I didn't want to watch a lot of football after the Mizzou game. I, I just turned it off. No, that's pretty well done with it, too. Vanderbilt played Arkansas, <laughs> and, and Vanderbilt beat Arkansas 45-31. to 31. Hot God, garbage. Arkansas is terrible. Hot garbage. Yeah, how about that? Who knows? Both of those teams could beat us. Well, in a game that, that was supposed to be a close, hotly contested battle, Florida played Georgia and lost 36-17. to 17. You're right. We all picked Georgia, didn't we? 
No, Collins said Florida, I think, just to be cantankerous. Those are going to Georgia at some point. Yeah, yeah. They, this wasn't the week that they Georgia. No. But they better not fucking Georgia because Kentucky just got a big win, and they're hot on their heels to win this East. Fucking Kentucky could be in the goddamn SEC championship if Georgia Georgia's. Which Kentucky's never made it there. Not sure about that. So in the upset of the week in the SEC, which I did not see coming one bit, me or James Carville, Mississippi State beat A and M twenty eight to thirteen. Yeah, that was uh that was not expected. I lost money their, on that. Their fucking quarterback was on fire. He threw the ball <laughs> over the goddamn field after having fourteen yards. Maybe, Brent, yeah. I guess even with Jimbo Fisher though, Texas A and M going Texas A and M when it comes to the end of the season. Yeah, that's true. That's what Texas A and M do. Maybe it, they were playing the long game, Caleb. Maybe the uh, Mississippi State quarter back intentionally got 14 yards passing against LSU to lure Texas A&M into a false sense of complacency so that that's they could probably it. Yeah, I think that's how how it works. It's unbelievable though. I mean, I watched part of that game just because I said to bet on it. It was unbelievable. The kid looked like the second coming. Well, I'm pissed about that one. We'll move on to a game that I did not watch cuz I give no fucks about Tennessee played South Carolina and got beat by South Carolina, 27-24. You're right about that. Yeah. This, uh, South Carolina continues to look worse and worse, and uh, they beat us. Awesome. Yeah. This is a this is a downtrodden SEC yeah. around the horn. It's strange, too, because – Nothing fucking uh, matters now to about the SEC. Will Muschamp is such a great coach. I just can't – I mean, he's, he's almost as good as Barry Odom, so you'd think right. they'd just be taking the world by storm. He is beloved. He is a likable person. <laughs> uh, is there more action in this hot SEC that we're That's right in it. the thick that of? That was all that was this week. All right. Well, what have we got next week aside from a Mizzou loss? Yeah, well, we've got actually two ex- games right of the week that. in the SEC that matter. Okay. The first one is Georgia playing Kentucky. Um, <laughs> that is the SEC East right there. Yep. The winner of that's going to be the man. So I, mean, I want Kentucky to win because I'd like to see the you know the little guy make it to the SEC championship game, and I'd like to see Georgia. We could play sour grapes Georgia edition Kentucky edition. Yeah, since we can't do it for yeah, our own exactly. team, we could do it for Georgia and Kentucky. I don't Perfect. agree. The only reason I wouldn't want Kentucky to make it is we like to rub it in the noses of like the South Carolinas and Kentuckys and I think Ole Misses of the world that that they haven't been to Atlanta for a, an SEC title game yet. And I'd hate no, that's for true. You're right. and I'd know. hate to lose that advantage over Kentucky that we've been there twice and they've never yeah, it's been. The only thing we've got them at this point. That's right. <laughs> they've they beaten us four years in a row thanks to fucking yesterday. Jesus fucking Christ. Kentucky has. Well, in the second game of the week that has implications in the West, Alabama plays LSU, number one versus number four. Alabama. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Yeah, this is the big game of the year, I think, for uh, the SEC, really. The two top teams in the West are both top five teams. This is where we learn how real Alabama is. I mean, Alabama is obviously very fucking real, but LSU looks good but flawed. Alabama just looks like an NFL team. It's in the swamp. At night. Alabama. Alabama's so goddamn good. You're right about that. I have to say Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to bet against them at this point. Well, in LSU, despite the fact that some weeks they look like world beaters, some some weeks they look just... Yeah, very pedestrian. Yeah, they're they're way too inconsistent to uh, pick them over Alabama, though I would not be shocked if they won. Hey, Caleb. What do you think the line's going to come out for that game? Do you have any guesses on what the line will be for that Alabama-LSU game? Alabama-LSU? Seven. Is it out yet? Think, Is it already? I don't think they'll do it at even seven. I would imagine it probably starts off somewhere around five, and it may work its way up from there. But I bet it's somewhere around five. Well, has Alabama had a spread that's been less than 
29 points this whole season? No. Um, I, I'd have to look, but I doubt it. Yeah. Everything. Cause even like when they played A&M and stuff, that was before anybody knew A&M was any good. Yeah. It's true. Well, up next on the list is what I believe I only wrote down half the name cause it's a fuck stain game. Charlotte against Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck stain. No one cares about that game. Adios. Tennessee, I suppose. Yeah. South Carolina visits Ole Miss. Ole Miss. These are two teams that uh, aren't playing for much. Uh, no, they, neither one of them give a shit. Who's the home they team in this? A bowl, but it's going to be the Music City Bowl or something. Yeah. Well, um, Ole Miss can't even go to a bowl. Well, true. Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who's Who's the home team in this one? Uh, Ole Miss is. Then I take Ole Miss. And then A and M visits Auburn Sweaters. Auburn wins handily. Against <laughs> who? Auburn. Auburn and A and M. You really think Auburn's going to win handily? That's, what's funny is you said well, that. Well, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I, yeah, I do think they will win. Got beat last week. They may come back and score 60 and just pound Auburn because that's the way college football is right now. Yeah, you're right. I may have been too dismissive, but I do think Auburn will beat Texas A&M. All right. And then Louisiana Tech visits Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, State. You know, if the quarterback goes back to 14 yards, it may be Tech, but – Right now, State. Mississippi yep. State. In terms of great matchups in college football history, this will not qualify. <laughs> no, Paul's right. All right. And who's left? That's it. And so Mizzou, Florida, right? Yeah, Mizzou and Florida. In the Sunshine State. In the Swamp, Florida's looking better and better. They're fantastic. I don't know about that, but they're certainly looking better in Mizzou. That, that doesn't take much. So I uh, I don't know what the spread will be on this one either, but I like Florida. What did oh, Florida like rank now? Well, they lost, so they were, I think they were somewhere like 18 or 21. Yeah, yeah went not a tie, but they're still. Right. It's it. Florida. They're a, they're a blue chip uh, college uh, football program. And they're uh, turning around, things around faster than everybody expected. And they're probably going to be ranked in the top 20. So Drew Locke will probably throw for 129 yards with an interception. Right. I, I think that's fair. Who is Drew Locke? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, I guess that'll do it. We've uh, successfully gone around the horn with the SEC. Around the horn just doesn't matter as much when we're not at all in the thick of it ever at all. Nope. So let's uh, let's cheer ourselves up with some more voicemails. Yeah. Hey, guys, I know I'm not legal drinking age, but if you could slip me a schlafly, that would be great yeah we're not gonna do that wink wink to an underage child just if we leave it on the porch for him we can't be held responsible you know? <laughs> that's true so we get yeah. that dry sandpaper hand job win at purdue where we drip a little <laughs> bit of come out at the end but what the fuck has been analogy the year? these games or we should be competitive just <laughs> yeah. one fucking kick to the nuts over and over it's bullshit i don't know who has all penis they're truly fucking barry odom or drew Locke. SPS prevalent in the Missouri locker room. They all gotta go. Fuck it. Okay, I've had time to calm down. Fuck Barry Odom and fuck Andy Hill for completely destroying our special teams. Fuck Derek Dooley. You can't get a first down in two quarters of football. And oh, don't forget, fuck those refs. They fucking just are fuckers. Ugh, so disgusted. So oh, God bless you guys. That was a good fucks per second. Fucks, yeah, I like that guy minute. a lot. Yeah. Sounds like me. So I've had a night to sleep on it. There's a the Mizzou fan from New Jersey calling in again, still angry, still furious about that call. 
Uh, the defense pass interference should have been offensive pass interference, but the more I think about it, the more I'm mad at Barry Odom and this coaching staff and this team for just being incompetent. Uh, the more I think about it as well, Barry, Barry just needs to go at the end of the season. I'm sorry, but what does he do well? He's not a good recruiter. He's not a good offensive coach. He's not a good defensive coach. He, our team is extremely undisciplined. We're, we're terrible with penalties and missed assignment. So I'm not really sure what he really brings to the table. I'm going to cut him off there because it goes on and on and on for another two minutes. Barry Odom situation is a got to go, man. Fans are about to revolt. I, I, I can't stand seeing this guy's smug face on the, on the sideline anymore. I, I, I've never seen a coach who has put his deficiencies more on display week after week and, and just rolled in them. He, it's over, man. They gotta burn the whole thing down. The only way to recover from this is to fire out him and start over. Love the show, guys. Thanks. Man, that was a rough game. I just got back from the Missouri game back home, and it was just, my gosh, I can't believe you lost that game. Yes, the referee was bad, but this is just, um, ridiculous. I know a lot of Missouri fans, we get the, um, Fire Odom thing going, and the, in the past, we may have been a little bit too quick to jump to that conclusion, but seriously, how do you go and choke a game away against Kentucky like that? Yes, the refs were bad, but you know what? We had plenty of chances to win the game and put it away, and we didn't. People that, who, who are, are okay with that kind of stuff, you're going to get a mediocre program if you keep doing that kind of stuff. So you're going to get a 6-6, six and 7-6 six, uh, seven and six team. I know I'm getting close to uh, my minute-long voicemail. I don't go over that for the fans, but it's time for him to go. It's time to get this program on a different track. We're also going to be a mediocre 6-6 six and six program, and we're not going to go anywhere. Bye. I believe that's a toilet flushing. It sounded like more than just a flush. <laughs> I think I heard a finishing fart. <laughs> it might well have been a fart in there. You know what? This loss is worth it. If we can get a Barry Odom and PJ Mo at the same fucking time. Fuck both. Fuck your stupid voicemail. <laughs> How are we getting rid of TJ Mo? Just because people are mad at him? If people being mad at TJ Mo got rid of TJ Mo, he'd been gone a long time ago. Good point. There's fucking tears. And fucking tears here, guys. I can't do this anymore. Fuck. God damn it. Why do I do this to myself? Why do we do this to ourselves? Jesus Christ. I'm walking back to Lot Y after this shit set. And uh, I just, it just goes to tell you this entire fucking game that not only can Adidas money buy you fucking players on a basketball team, it can also buy you fucking rest. MIB. <laughs> I like conspiracy theories now. That's yeah. what, that's the natural evolution of this anger. That it? <laughs> that's why I'm playing the outro, boys, because we got through. I think that was 44 of the voicemails. Like I said, we received more, but some of the, the sound quality wasn't good, or I fucked up and thought I recorded it but didn't or whatever. I, I did the best I could and got so, damn near 50. I, ha, damn near hung half a hundred on it. Well, he, you know, they mentioned, several people mentioned TJ Moe because TJ Moe has been the most vocal supporter of Odin or Odom yeah. and Odin for that matter. So I, I think myself and a lot of other folks were wondering, where's TJ going to be now on Odom? And right, because he was. Here's, here's the tweet. 
Everyone is calling for Odom's head. Quote, TJ Mo. I'm sorry. I'm being TJ Mo right now, so I'll read it like him. Duh. Everyone is calling for Coach Odom's head after last night's emotional loss. Duh. I understand being upset. Do I think there were coaching mistakes last night? Duh. Of course. But you hired a first-time head coach in the SEC. Duh. Are you going to allow him to make mistakes or not? Give me and a fucking know, break. Spot on. Yeah, no, I thought it sounded like TJ was on the other side. That's insane. You Okay. Yeah. First of like, all, we've allowed Barry Odom to make plenty of mistakes. It's not like tonight was the first mistake he made. Secondly, no, this Odom, is not a mistake. Odom, this do is do enough wrong to get TJ off. Oh, shit. I've never seen somebody just blindly support anyone outside well, of the no, realm of politics. Franklin Graham and Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I wonder if TJ, given the opportunity to have a surgeon that is brand new, first year, or one that has been successful over time, which one he would pick and stand behind the yeah. whole time? I what know. I prefer think? my uh, pilots to be in their first year of the work. Yeah. Sure. It's their first time flying. You got to give them a little slack. When and you know what? Well, yeah. Whenever they crash the plane and kill 120 people, you got to realize they're going to make mistakes in the first well, few you years. Know what, Brennan? And th- that is a legitimate argument if people were calling for Barry Odom's head. In year one. Right. You know what I mean? But it's not a legitimate argument in year three. Nope. With a, with a very talented roster. I like how he throws SEC in there too. And you it know what? It doesn't matter where you coach at. You should have the same mentality to win and coach a perfect game. And you don't give coaches a different standard on which you hire and fire them based on how long they've been at the job before. You've hired them to do the exact same job, whether it's their 30th year of coaching or their first year of coaching. Yeah, they're going to make different mistakes when they're new than when they're old. But Jesus Christ, you're going to just forgive somebody because he's only been on the job for three years for just having the most horrendous fucking program killing loss in a decade like that's insane of him oh to my say God, what the fuck you just ran my kid over with your car you asshole hey it's my first year driving man oh then never mind yeah he's you know, gonna hit some kids he's douche of the week, douche of the week. <laughs> we didn't even intro he just is douche of the week yeah. Well, do you even want to award a player? I guess we have to award a player of the game because I mean fuck the defense played fantastic that's that, that is the fucking real Crime here is that it ruined, absolutely spoiled a a defensive gem. And we've been looking for defensive gems in the Barry Odom era, and we got it, and it turned into a loss. Tony kicked some bombs in the second half. I'm not giving the goddamn uh, no. order to punter again. I'm just saying. No. He kicked the bombs, but he had to kick every fucking time. Yeah, yeah I'll give it to Therese Hall. I mean, he played a great game. Cam Hilton got a lot of uh, tackles. I know we bashed Cam Hilton a lot. He was out of position a lot, though, again, last night. He, he well, and that's how he gets some of those tackles. He basically plays you know, linebacker when he's not one. Yeah, he's always playing the box safety, even when he's supposed to be roaming back there and being like the the free safety, like deep man. He's like, hey, you're, he's still in the box trying to make tackles. That guy wants to be a linebacker. He didn't want to be a <laughs> Yeah, like if God would have made him just slightly larger man, he would have uh, been a been a terrific linebacker. So you want to say Therese Hall or who? I don't know. You guys got anybody other than Therese Hall? No, but it's got to be a defensive guy because they played so fucking well and everybody yeah, sure, else. Therese Hall, what the hell? Yeah, yippee to those fucking awards. That sort of enthusiasm. Come to our live show on November eighth. Yeah, <laughs> we will have a lot of beer there, and you all can drink the pain away. And it does help to be in misery with people instead of alone. That's when mm-hmm. bad things happen, when you're all by yep. yourself. So yep. My uh, wife's inviting some of her hot friends, if that helps. Boom. Yeah, so uh, come nail Caleb's wife's friends. <laughs> and possibly his wife. We're not going to, you know. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to say that. That's I think it's good people out there, Brendan. I think people should come and nail Caleb's wife's friends. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> all right. 
All right, guys. Anything else you want to add to this horrible, horrible, no good week? That's great being a Missouri fan, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. It's it's just numb now. It's numbness. If there's anything else, it's just every time we lose now, it's just like, yeah, yeah, that's happened. No more of this pain. The pain is gone. Yep. Anyway, to to pain. M I Z. Go Tigers. What a dick fuck cock in the butt. <laughs>